Hi, I'm Mike Snyder. You may have heard me on Back to the Futurama and Good Morning Greendale. On this podcast, I brought my own soapbox, and I want to talk about things that I find interesting. Today, on a special edition of The Spookiest Soapbox, I'll be talking about cats, more specifically, black cats. The domesticated cat was first domesticated around 7500 BC as per Carlos Driscoll et al. near Cyprus. While some changes have been made during the domestication process, cats had pre-adapted to be domesticated, including their social nature, their love of play, and high intelligence, as per Charlotte Cameron Beaumont, Sarah E. Lowe, and John W.S. Bradshaw. There are plenty of different pedigreed cat breeds, like the Mancoon, the Sphinx, and the American Shorthair. Black cats may or may not be of a particular breed, although the Bombay breed of cat is exclusively black. The Cat Fanciers Association recognized 22 cat breeds that can come with solid black coats as per catchannel.com. Black cats can also rust in sunlight, with the coat appearing a lighter brownish-red shade, as per the Cat Fanciers Association. Black cats, however, are not simply just another coloration of cat. Many of us know the black cat as an omen of doom, or at the very least, a spooky image to display on their house during Halloween time. However, in 1233, Pope Gregory IX declared black cats to be an incarnation of the devil as per How Stuff Works. This morphed through the years as black cats gained a link to witches, even being considered to be witches in disguise. This negative connotation has lasted to this day, as it takes longer for black cats to be adopted than cats of other colors. This connotation of superstition for black cats, however, varies. As per CNN, in Britain, Japan, and Ireland, a black cat is considered a sign of good luck. There has even been a black cat in the White House, as per the Houston Chronicle. President George W. Bush adopted a black cat in the early 1990s as a gift for their daughters. They named her India after the baseball player Ruben Sierra, who had the nickname El Indio. He was playing with the Texas Rangers when Bush had owned the team. India moved to the White House with the Bush family in 2001 and passed away in 2009 at 18 years of age. India was not the only notable black cat in Washington, D.C. As per The Hill, there is a ghost cat that roams around the capital called the Demon Cat, or DC for short. The cat is often spotted before national catastrophes and before presidential power-shifting hands. The origin of the Demon Cat started when officials brought cats into the capital to hunt down rats, and the Demon Cat never left. Black cats are even represented in sports. Many teams use the name Panthers, like the Carolina Panthers of the NFL, and many of those use a stark black cat as their mascot. The standout with this, though, is Sunderland AFC in English soccer, as they have the nickname of the Black Cats, as per the Sunderland Echo. One supporter even smuggled a black cat into Wembley Stadium to watch the 1937 FA Cup final, leading the team to the 3-1 win over Preston North End. As of Emoji 13 in 2020, black cats even have their own emoji. For those of you more technically inclined, it is the combination of the current cat emoji, a zero with joiner, and the black large square emoji, leading to display it as a single emoji. 
As of this recording, it is currently available on Android 11 and will be available on iOS 14.2. In Japan, there are a lot of cat cafes throughout the country, but according to Oddity Central, there is only one black cat cafe in the entire world, Nekobiaka in the Japanese castle town of Himeji. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the cafe has been hard hit, but has been able to gain enough donation from the clientele of the cafe to stay afloat. I am hoping that the cafe continues to be around for when I am able to travel abroad to Japan, as it sounds incredible. From as far back as I can remember, I've been a cat person. Partially, this may be due to the dog my family had growing up, named Nibbles. My aunt, who lived in North Carolina, found Nibbles when she was taking care of her horses, and sent Nibbles to live with us in Virginia. Nibbles wasn't a huge fan of people, but boy, did she love food. I remember once I was sitting on the couch watching something with my family when I was younger, and Nibbles decided that the food I was holding was no longer destined for my stomach, grabbing it out of my hand and accidentally biting me in the process. Yet another reason I am diligent about protecting my food from pets, animals, and yes, even friends and family. Meanwhile, we always had a meat cat. This started with Alex, a long-haired white majestic cat that we had when I was really young. I don't remember a ton about her, but I do remember the feeling I would get when I saw her sitting, observing the world outside of the picture window. This cat was confident, self-assured, and was the ruler of this house. I don't have a lot of memories of Alex, and she left our lives, but she left a mark on me. The next cat we had was a black cat that I named Panther. Panther and I were inseparable, even when Panther wanted to be separated from me. Sometimes we'd have run-ins with claws and teeth, but we both mainly just wanted to be left alone in a calm way. I remember once I was in bed, getting ready to go to sleep before going to school the next day, and I heard Panther thinking about jumping on the bed. I went to look over the side of my bed without my glasses, and she dumped directly into my face. I still maintain that she accidentally gave me a minor eye scratch, but I don't hold it against her. I don't know how Panther left us, but my mom told me she escaped the house never to return. I like to think that Panther's still out there somewhere, chillaxing somewhere fun. I recognize what the reality is considering that this was at least 15 years ago. After Panther, we didn't really get a whole lot more cats, but I did end up collecting some cats because of my relationship with Stacy. During college, I basically cajoled Stacy to adopt a mackerel tabby cat named Pikachu. After college, when I moved into my first ever apartment, which was a one-bedroom apartment, I might add, I took custody of her family's three cats, Snickers, Trixie, and Pikachu. At this point, Pikachu had bonded pretty closely with Trixie, who was a Maine Coon. Snickers was Stacy's favorite cat, a tortoise shell who was super cuddly and simply had the best purr. I'll play it for you now. When Stacy and I moved to Oregon, unfortunately we could not continue to have all three cats with us. We returned Trixie and Pikachu to Stacy's mother and moved Snickers with us. 
Moving across a big country such as the United States with a cat is pretty funny, especially when one tries to get them to care about the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. I was unsuccessful in getting her to care. Snickers had an interesting life in Oregon, going from a pampered experience as the only cat in the house to gaining a Sheltie brother, Tucker, and building a shared ceasefire detente with said Sheltie brother. She ended up becoming famous at her vet's office as she had a cyst on her forehead that ended up being cryptococcus, a fungal infection. I still remember that cyst bursting in the middle of the night, spraying blood all over her cat bed. Not the most fun night. In 2019, it was time for Snickers to leave us and cross the Rainbow Bridge. It was truly sad as Stacy had had her for 18 years through many states, many smiles, and many tears. As a scheduled trip to France for a friend's wedding neared, her health took a downturn. Where we had hoped that she would continue to be with us until after we got back, it became apparent that she would not make it. We made the incredibly tough decision to call the vet to shepherd her on before we departed. For Stacy, it was nearly impossible to say goodbye to Snickers, who she had loved since she was in her teens. Snickers, we miss you. Once we returned from France, we allowed ourselves to finally unpack the feelings that we were feeling around Snickers. But after a few months, we realized we need to bring the kitty energy into our house, so we adopted two black cats. One with a kink in his tail and a clip on his ear, and a tiny quiet kitten who fit right into Stacy's hands. We named them separately. He became Jackson after my grandfather, and she became our page after a cat that Stacy's mother had had when she was little. We were finally ready to settle in. Unfortunately, our vet got to know us even more. Jackson had FIP, feline infectious periodontis, diagnosed just a few months after we adopted him. As it is fatal in 95% of cases, and his health deteriorated, we had to make the same hard decision to ease his path to what is next. It really tore me apart to say goodbye to him, as he was exactly the cat I wanted. Someone who would jump up to my lap and let me carry him around. When I carried him around like a baby, he even reached out with his paws to knead in the air. I miss you, Jackson. While our page had health issues as well, and a lot of vet visits, again, we are famous with our vet and it's frustrating, she's been able to pull through and be our house cat. The meat kitty we picked up turned into a cat that loves playing fetch, carrying around a fish toy, wanting to go outside simply to chomp on some grass, and meowing as if she's being tortured because Tucker was let out to do his business and she wasn't invited. She's not a cat that will purr, although she is known to do so when she's pawing at Stacy's favorite bathrobe. Stacy used to hold our page in it when she was a little kitten, and it's clearly imprinted on her. She's a quirky, funny cat, and we're so thankful we have her in our lives. To me, black cats aren't about Halloween or Black Panther. They're not about bad luck. I've always been so happy to share my life with a black cat, as the black cats I've been fortunate enough to spend time with have enriched my life. The next time you're considering bringing a new cat into your life, consider a black cat. The bond you'll make is one you'll cherish for your entire life. Thank you for listening to I Brought My Own Soapbox. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you have a moment, subscribe in your podcast app of choice and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. If you'd like to suggest things for me to talk about or offer your own thoughts, you can tweet at the show at myownsoapboxpod or email me at myownsoapboxpod at gmail.com. 
Thank you to James Anderson for the name of this podcast. You can find him on Twitter at Unabashed James. Thank you to Creative John for the cover art. You can find his works on Dribbble and contact him via Reddit and email via links in the show notes. The intro and outro music is Something Elated by Broke for Free. A link to the song on the free music archive and the link to the license can be found in the show notes. The music under my monologue is Deep Relaxation Preview by Kevin McLeod. A link to the song at Incompetech and the link to the license can be found in the show notes. Also in the show notes are links to research I've done. Have a good day.